Small business is a big deal to the people who own, operate, and grow them. And small business can be big business for the banks and credit unions that seize the opportunities at hand. Where to begin then and apply powerful solutions to small business pain points? To find out, we'll talk with Chris Speck, Vice President of Customer Acquisition at AutoBooks. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and wonderful to have you here with us. And coming in from Detroit, Chris Beck. Chris is Vice President of Customer Acquisition at AutoBooks and is responsible for designing and executing a strategy for bringing solutions to the market that delight small business owners. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Lou. Great to be here. Now, speaking of small businesses, I'm wondering what we can learn from conversations with them, especially when they've switched financial services organizations. So, for example, from bank to credit union, credit union to bank, between banks. Yeah, that's a great place to start. So really what we're focused on is what I say is the real reasons people would switch from a bank to a credit union or bank to bank and anything like that. Right. And to start us off, I might actually start with a real story. So recently I spoke with this woman, Lisa, this was about a week ago. I knew that she had opened a business recently. I knew that she had switched from credit union to a bank. She basically opened a bank business checking account. And I sat down with her and I said, just give me the story. And she said, well, I had a full-time job until about a year ago. I was doing grant writing on the side for nonprofits and I was getting bigger and bigger customers. And eventually I figured out I could make a run at this and I could actually be self-employed and maybe hire some people. So she said, I got an LLC, right? I had to register the business. And she said, well, I've been doing my personal banking at a credit union for as long as I can remember. I went in there and I talked to them and she said, I just got the feeling that they didn't do a lot of business banking. So I left and I went online and I found a brand that I knew and it was a bank and they seemed to have a lot of business services. So I walked into the branch and I ended up opening a business account. And so all of this makes sense, right? She has a problem that she's trying to solve in her life. She gets to the bank, she opens the checking account and everything is fine. So I talked to her for about an hour near the end of the conversation. I basically asked her, now your business checking account at a bank, this new bank, you had your personal checking account at the credit union. Like what happened with your personal account? She said, oh, that's really interesting. About six months ago, I realized that the mobile app for the bank was really, really good. And I was doing a lot of banking for my business on the mobile app and the mobile app at the credit union was not so good. So I ended up opening a personal checking account at the bank. Here's the big thing when you ask what we can learn about people switching from one thing to another is if we ask the right questions, we can find causality. So if we're at the credit union, we're bummed now, right? We've had Lisa for a long time. All of a sudden her account's winding down and she's not banking with us anymore. And we're trying to figure out what happened. So the natural thing to ask Lisa is, Lisa, why did you switch? You've been with us for so long. And based on the story that we just heard, what is she gonna say? She's going to tell us about the mobile app, right? Because it was the last thing in the story. And it's very easy for her to go to the credit union and say, you know what? Your mobile app is not so good. The bank's mobile app is fantastic. And I moved everything over. But if we think about the chain of events that occurred in Lisa's life, we don't find the mobile app until the end. She was struggling with something and she was trying to figure out how to make progress in her life. 
And that struggle was all about the business checking account side of things, right? That is what actually kicked her into motion and it got her to start shopping for a new solution. What I've found is that we talk to customers, but if we're not having the right kinds of conversations, it can cause us to invest in the wrong things that don't have good outcomes. That's really sort of at the core of it. So it's about winning Lisa back and winning departed customers back, or is it really more about finding the actionable insights that will help financial institutions meet the struggles that their business customers face? It's about both. Here's the crux of it. It's really about figuring out how business owners are trying to make progress. It's about figuring out what they're struggling with in terms of running their business and running their life and the project that they're working on now Once we understand those challenges and those struggles, it's about figuring out how to make the investments to make our offering fit that struggle, right? There are things that banks are very well suited to do, and we just need to apply that filter because obviously businesses are struggling with a lot of things all the time. What we need to do is take inventory of that, have these right conversations and say, okay, what are you struggling with? How do we sort of do enough of these conversations to find patterns? And then how do we make investments based on the fact that, look, the business owner is struggling with this. We have a tremendous opportunity as a bank and all the advantages that come along with that to build a product offering that'll help them with their struggle. And if we help them, everything that you mentioned falls into place, right? We get fixated on the solution side of things, right? Whether it's a solution for business owners or a solution that looks like mobile banking, What I want to do is basically get us focused on the problem side of the world. I call it the demand side of the world. What's happening in all these small business owners' lives, they're causing them to say, I need to spend time on this today. If we can figure that out, the solution side becomes very, very apparent. This is always about we have finite resources and finite time. How do we place the best bets in terms of our product offering that have the biggest impact? And what I find is if we peel things back We stop the churn problem, we grow new account openings, we sort of get everything solved at once. Fantastic. Solving problems. Now, you mentioned some pain points for business customers. One of them is getting paid faster by clients. How can banks send a message that this matters? It still comes back to listening. When we think about getting paid faster, we think about invoicing for businesses that send invoices. We think about keeping track of who owes money and who paid offering good payment options, right? ACH and credit card and all that. So so I kind of bundle all of that together, but it still comes back to listening about the challenges. One challenge that the banking industry faces is that because of the interface we have with the customer, right? They're always coming to us. I need the report because it's tax time. How do I get the list of transactions? I need a loan and I need to get the documentation put together for the loan. It's easy for us to start imagining business owners as people who spend all of their time sort of preparing for taxes and applying for loans, right? But those are sort of rare events in the day-to-day of running a business. So what we need to do is we need to listen for the events that are going on in the small business owner's life that are gonna cause them to think about these things. I'll share one more story, which is kind of interesting. I spoke with this guy, Jason. He owns a high-end home remodeling company. So he does design and full remodels. He's got a big team, right? So he's doing big, big deals. He's, you know, contracts, 100,000, 250,000, things like that. And he makes all his money in a handful of payments every year. So what happens is he ends up walking into the bank one day. The teller deals with him all the time. He usually comes in once a month, twice a month with big checks. And he starts showing up with big stacks of like 
150, 200, $500 checks, right? Wow. So what's going on, right? The teller starts having a conversation with him and basically says like, what's the deal here? Like you got side gig going on and he basically says, yeah, I got the design business, but all of a sudden there's a shortage of movers. So I had to start a moving business and basically it's all my same guys, all the same equipment, but I had to turn part of my crew into a moving business to get the furniture out of the house so we could do the remodels. All of a sudden my business, it's morphed out of control and it's not a bad thing. He said, everything is fine, but now I've got these little invoices and these little checks that I got to deal with and it's a mess. And the teller was wise enough to pick up onto this because we had done the research and we had heard the stories and she basically said, look, there's a thing inside of internet banking where just log in the same way you look at your deposit history and things like that and you can see your transactions. Go in there, click create an invoice, email these customers an invoice and they can pay with their credit card or bank transfer, it's gonna go right in. So you don't have to worry about scribbling out invoices and keeping track of all that and who paid and who didn't. We can do it all inside internet banking for you. So he alleviated the stack of checks, the stack of invoices, the need to keep track of all these relatively small, small amounts. And the bank has put itself in a situation where when is he ever gonna switch away, right? He's used to sending out invoices. The bank is essentially part of the day-to-day of him running his business. It's all still about the fact that we had identified moments that caused people to struggle in the business owner's lives. And we were basically there to say, we've got the right thing for you at the right time. What I always get back to is when you do product development and you do marketing right, people will tell you it's magic. I actually ended up interviewing Jason and he's like, I couldn't believe it. This woman, like she saw the stack of checks and it must've just been magic that she came to me and said, we have this offering. But in the reality, we had done the work to say, when these things happen, business going along fine. They land a big client. They hire a bunch of employees. They start a service the way Jason did. There are things changing in the business and those open up opportunities for us to say, look, things are changing under your feet. We're here to help you. There are certain things that the bank is really, really good at. And here's a product that you might want to check out and take advantage of. It's about crafting that message and also being able to respond to them in the right moment. That makes sense. It makes total sense. I come from a family of entrepreneurs and across time with the businesses they built. Sometimes I saw them make very smart, conscious banking choices, other times haphazard decisions. What's crucial to helping business customers in situations like that? And why is it even an issue at all? Banks are incredibly well-suited to provide products to business customers. And there's an opportunity right now to miss that opportunity. So right now, if I think about Jason's story, What happens if the teller doesn't recognize the pattern and doesn't bring a solution to Jason? Eventually, something is going to break. He's trying to run this big business, right? And he's got this little nagging thing of all these checks and all these invoices. It's hard to do this, but eventually Jason is going to end up on Google looking for a solution to this, right? And we know that there are non-bank technical solutions to this problem. He can end up with a Square. He can end up with a PayPal. I don't know if we call that haphazard, but it's slower to get paid. They charge higher fees typically than what the bank is going to provide. And now he has to learn how to adopt the system. And it's one more thing to keep track of and one more set of fees to deal with. So the risk here is that if we're not tuned in and we're not having the right conversations to tease out what's causing small business owners to pull new solutions into their life and make progress this way, we have the potential to lose out. And the reality is there are tech companies outside of banking who are working on all of these pointed solutions. They're charging higher rates. I think they're moving a little slower. 
in terms of money movement, right? But sometimes they're less secure because we know the banking industry has a pretty high bar when it when it comes to that. But what they're doing right is they're nailing the identification of that struggle. They're getting really, really pointy with product development and the way they're bringing products to market and getting that message right. We need to help our small business customers stay away from those haphazard decisions by rounding out the product portfolio in a way where we're bringing products to them that help in the right moment with the things that they're struggling with. So they don't need to go off in some other direction and search for different solutions. Helping small businesses. It begins here, begins on this podcast that you have really done it, Chris. <laughs> want to thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Chris Speck is vice president of customer acquisition at AutoBooks. He's based in Detroit. You can look for Chris on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, don't stand back when customers say goodbye. The real reasons people switch financial institutions can be learned from earnest, honest conversations. Sometimes it's a result of growing pains as freelancers turn into business owners. Hence, banks and credit unions need to grow alongside these customers as they face new needs. Number two. The key for banks and credit unions when working with small business is to find out what problems they're trying to solve, the struggles they face, and then connect with products that will help them. That way, business customers can be pulled in from other institutions and retained on your end. It's a function on the demand side of the world. Listen to what customers want and meet them where they are. And number three. Helping business owners to make conscious banking choices boils down to this. Banks are well-suited to provide help, but the opportunity could easily be missed. This is an issue because without guidance, help with payments for example, customers make haphazard decisions. Instead of watching them do this or standing back, step in. Nurture the relationship. Product development timed right is magic. The right conversations initiated by you, even more so. And now BAI Banking Strategies presents My 21-Year-Old Self, where our podcast guest talks about what they were like at 21, life as an emerging leader, and the advice they give themselves today. If you're interested in something meaningful, How can you learn? You could read a book, you could slug it out, or you can seek out the person who excels and learn from the master. Here's how two innovative gentlemen changed Chris Beck's point of view and turned futility into epiphany. Listen. I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of believing that what you're working on is a completely new problem that nobody's thought about it before and you need to sort of slug it out from the ground up. I'll say as a little bit of background, I spent about the last decade of my career working on this way of talking to customers that we've been describing here. The method is called jobs to be done. And the way that this really came about was I found a gentleman named Bob Mesta, who was working with a guy out of Harvard Business School named Clayton Christensen. And they were basically working on this notion of how do we understand how consumers switch? And then how do we build the right products that address that? And it was one of those things where Early in my career, I was sort of slugging it out and just consuming all that I could on my own to try to get up to speed. And when I met these two gentlemen, it was like just harmonious. And they basically said, we're working on this. We think we have the best thinking. And it just accelerated my learning and the way that I 
sort of been into the problem. Regardless of what you're working on, after I had that epiphany, I started talking to more and more people. And what I find is the people who are successful really have that pattern where go find the person that's best at it, latch onto them, get them to help and move as quickly as you can that way. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We hope to have you back with us very soon. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.